Hello and welcome to another episode of R2Pence. I'm Leah. And I'm Vivian. And we are back. After a small hiatus. After basically doing Hot Girl Summer. (laughs) Can I just say that this was completely unplanned. Like, we just sort of went away and then, yeah, just never... Well, we're back now. So that's the most important thing. (laughs) Hot Girl Summer. I thought Corona was going to stop us, Leah. I thought Corona was going to say, no, you need to stay in your house. And then Boris said eat out to help out and that's what we've well I haven't been actually eating out but yeah I've been out Vivian that's a lie (laughs) see when eat out to help out first started Vivian said to me oh Leah you know this is not for me I'm not that kind of person I'm just gonna stay in my house I don't trust anyone corona 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 Mm. come to find out that she was up and down these streets in the park dating being wined and dined um to the point where i honestly i felt so left out that you and jc had dates at one point that i was like okay let me get on these apps and actually like participate like actually put in some effort because i'm sick and tired of seeing these people be happy yeah no it was really bad to be honest i was so high on my high horse i said i ain't looking down at those people going to eat out what just to save a bit of money and then the date started rolling in and it was like, okay, am I going to be catfished? Because obviously you, you could do video calls and stuff, but then it just started gradually. It was like, oh, okay, let's just go out for creams and get ice cream. And then I realized I don't actually want to eat ice cream. Okay, let's just go to the restaurant. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go to the restaurant. And it just kind of never stopped since then. So, I mean, I did only go on a few dates that involved eating the rest of it was sort of in the park outside and socially distanced of course but no (laughs) what a lie (laughs) (laughs) they were to start with you know they were socially distanced to start with and then things happen uh yeah so how did you find it leah so there's been an unexpected development (laughs) I am now a brand new person who shares food. Honestly. And I'm now taken. So off the market, guys. Bro. Oh, no, you need to tell the story. I don't know if you want to tell the story because it's your story. But when I went and met, you know, Leah's significant other, as we will call him. he <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Leah holds hands now in public, like in broad daylight Leah Leah kisses people in broad daylight where people can see her doing it and I was just sort of stood there I don't know I don't know how to explain the experience but I was just sort of stood there thinking oh my god like this is my friend and is this the same Leah I've known for like what the past four or five years like why is she doing this (laughs) how is she so free to share her food and be so comfortable like it's beautiful to see you come out of your shell in that way Mm. um but yeah it was it was it wasn't a shock because I've noticed that a lot of people who maybe haven't had romantic love tend to tend to change a little bit once they have it I remember one of my good friends as well when she when she got into a relationship she became very 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 affectionate even as a friend so I, I don't know, like, how did that, how did that all work out for you in your head, kind of? 
I think it was an immediate change as in I'm not a, the kind of person that gets very very comfortable around people very mm-hmm. easily or like it takes me a, a really quite a while to warm up to people mm. so it was literally from when I when we were talking to when we first met he was immediately like a hug person right oh, so you met you hugged straight away yeah I know in a pandemic oh wow <laughs> even though me and you still do foot tubs I was doing foot hugs for like six weeks <laughs> and then it all went to shit from there but you know I tried to be <laughs> sensible um, yeah, no, it was a hug from the moment that we actually saw each other. And then from then on, it was like, literally after we had our date and we'd had dinner or whatnot, and we went for a walk in the park, it was like immediate, like handholding. And then from then on, we've just held hands and, oh, wow. you know, kissed in the street every 20 feet. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> Honestly, I can't believe it because as you say, it takes you a really long time to warm up. Not a really long time, but it takes you a while to warm up to people. You're just not a touchy-feely person. So, yeah, it's it's great though. It's great. It's great. To, but do you feel anything when you when you are public with your affection? It definitely took me a while to warm up to it. Mm. I feel like at first I was very, I think it's also because we were going out in an area that I was familiar with and an area where I knew people. So it was very much like like me looking around and then also me being like, is this, um, I don't know. It just took me a while to warm up to it and just be like, and feel comfortable with someone just like taking your hand and like that being like a normal, like everyday thing like it is now. Like one time, I think it was like our second or yeah, it was like a second date or something. He came to like the town where I live, and as we were walking in the street, my dad round, <laughs> my dad walked round the corner, <laughs> and I jumped away from the sky like, like a cat jumping out of a bathtub or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> And I was just like, do you reckon that we look like we could have been friends? And he was just like, no. <laughs> Good luck with that. Has your dad said anything since that incident? Not one thing. Oh, wow. Not one thing about it. Mm. I went and told my mom. And my mom was happy and excited that I was, you know, dating and that her and her mother's prayers have been answered and that I... <laughs> won't be on the shelf forever and ever (laughs) oh wow it's so great to see them switch from you must read your books you must not talk to men you must do this you must do that to now oh yay you're not gonna be a spinster and it's just like it's amazing to see how the switch happens it really is and then now i'm um practicing housewife duties I need to cook because this guy's always cooked for me so I'm like racking my brain for meals that I can make and then meals I have to make vegan so mm-hmm. interesting learning curve I'll be a whole new person yeah what have you learned about yourself in this like short period of time I have learned that I really like I knew that physical touch was one of like an important thing for me, but I didn't realize how quite how important it was Mm. as in just simple things like, um, yeah, just the holding hands or just literally there'll be times when we're sitting down, even, I think even when we were with you, when we were with other friends and he would just put like his hand on my knee. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that was just where his hand, that's just where his hand lives on my knee. Yeah. I saw. <laughs> I, I saw. And do you know what it is? He's so like, he's so slim that I can't, like, I, I, I'm almost like, wow, like that's, do you know what I mean? Like you guys are just so good for each other from what I could see and stuff. And you almost turn into a baby around him. Like, yes you start speaking in this weird language <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> okay excuse me explain what weird language you start to you start to do this thing where you like speak really low and like you do this sort of droopy eye thing and i'm like oh my god <laughs> <What's happened to laughs> you, you're just like oh but i don't know and i'm like leah can you just speak low? <laughs> This is probably going to sound really bad over the recording, but it's just you, you sort of become a very, very, very girly version of yourself. Okay, I can understand that. Do you see what I mean? Like, you, you sort of become I'll take that. extremely feminine and you start speaking in very soft tones and high, high pitched voice, but not high as in loud, just high as in the intonations of some of the words that you use. And I'm just like, oh my God, I don't that's what I guess you know happiness and being filled <laughs> with love I guess it does that to you because it's, it was yeah you become like a like a small version of yourself almost and um I don't know maybe I'm like low-key aroused or something maybe I mean if it's always touching your leg then I would not be surprised <laughs> okay okay but I think that it was very, very comfortable very quickly. Like uh. the first time that I stood over, it was like brushing our teeth next to each other. Yeah. Me flossing, him being like, oh, here, take a vitamin pill in the morning with breakfast. Oh. That sort of level of comfort. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty chill. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy that my jealousy led me to join Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, anybody that's listening, please, and you want to date but you don't know where to start, just download Hinge. It's a great app to get to meet, to get to know people. I haven't had one bad response from everyone that I've told to download that app. So <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's pretty good for an app. Tinder is good as well, but Hinge is just that little bit better, I think. I think with Hinge, the barrier to entry is a bit higher. Yeah. You have to put a bit more effort into your profile you have to put a bit more effort into actually matching with people, sending mm. response. It's not just like a swipe. No. You can just like a picture, but if you want a response, you tend to leave a comment or yeah. about people's pictures or answer some of their questions. So there's a bit more interaction involved and you get to show a bit more of your personality, I think. Yes, yes, you do. You do. You do. With the questions, the type of pictures or videos that you put up, I feel like you get kind of an idea of what type of person you're about to speak to and then obviously you speak to them and you get a broader version of them but no it's it's a really good start into I guess a less shallow version of a dating app I would say maybe some people may disagree but no like no it's really really it's really really I'm chuffed to see you this way Leah <laughs> to see you happy and to see it happen in a time as well that we just didn't expect like corona would allow us to live our best lives in this way definitely i'm still very surprised by by everything Mm. sometimes like i looked on the calendar and i realized oh it's been like four weeks i was like 
four weeks. Shit, that was yeah. quick. Yeah. It just shows, though, like, how quickly things move when you like someone. Mm. That was what really, really surprised me because I'd always been like, Vivian, it doesn't make sense. Like I had been on Tinder, a guy super liked me and he said that we could go on a date in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, I think it was either one or two episodes ago, I said to Vivian, I was so dumbfounded. I was like, so you mean to tell me that you can match with someone now and you can like on a Thursday and you can be on a date on a Saturday? And she was like, yeah. And that is roughly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like when someone wants to actually see you, mm. they will be like, when can we figure this out so uh-huh. that I can see you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Rather than vague in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. And yeah, like when a guy likes you, they put in effort. <laughs> and vice versa, when you like someone, you're naturally going to put in that effort with them. You're going to want to see them. Like the guy I was, you know, dating, I guess, in inverted commas, for the time that we were off, I would say to him, I want to see, I could text him like now, I want to see you and he would come to my house. Ooh, Anna, but Vivian was on a special level of Nigerian dating. <laughs> well, maybe this is not special level. Maybe this is just basic Nigerian maybe dating. Maybe this is like basic Nigerian men, but I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it now. But Vivian said that this guy is paying for her travel. So I was like, is he giving you Ubers or is he topping up your Oyster card? And she said, both. <laughs> Bro, I was going to go to his house on Sunday and he sent an Uber to pick me up. So that just lets you know this is the level we are on. <laughs> like <laughs> when people tell you to set your boundaries, to set your levels, but to be honest, like I didn't go into it expecting him to do those things. Mm. It was, it was more of him offering like even him paying for my, my, my topping up my oyster. It's not even that he's topping up my oyster. It's like, he's getting on the bus with me using his car to pay for me. Right, right. To make sure that I get him okay, even though I'm the person that went to his house. So, like, whenever, like, I go to his house, which wasn't that many times, but he would, like, make sure that I get him okay by either calling me an Uber or getting on the bus with me until I get home and then doing that. And then always buying me food. Like, he's, he was always feeding me. I think I put on, like, a stone <laughs> because of him. See, I feel like I will, like, lose weight because this is going to make me look horrible. But this, um, so weird to say, but my boyfriend. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, boyfriend. He comes from like, he comes from like a really healthy family. That's good. As in like, this is, no, I, no, it made me realize and reflect on my own diet and think, Leah, why didn't you eat that many vegetables before? yeah always there you know Mm. Mm -hmm. as in because he's vegan so that would be like he doesn't eat that much processed vegan stuff so it would just be Mm. like healthy fresh ingredients that were like made for me and I was like oh okay this is relatively easy Mm. why don't I do this for myself Mm. but you know what that reminds me of that reminds me of when I went to work at channel four and I couldn't eat all the meat stuff because it wasn't halal so I would just have the vegetarian food. And for the five days I was there, no, 10 days I was there, I would just eat vegetarian and it tasted so delicious. And I would ask the chefs how they made it. And it sounded really, really simple. And I thought, okay, I'm going to leave now and I'm going to become a vegetarian. Did I become a vegetarian? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
because when you went to Pop Brixton, okay, when we went to Pop Brixton with Vivian, <laughs> Vivian said, mm, I want to eat meat. <laughs> Go on, tell them the story. Go on. <laughs> I was a little bit like, Vivian, I have told you that my my date is a vegan. Can you, in my head, I was thinking, can you please cool it on the, mm, I want to eat meat. Do you know what it is, Leah? I only realized after we left that he was vegan. <laughs> only after? Only I'm after. pretty sure there was like a mini lecture about meat and farming. Yeah, but I thought he was just one of those people that just lectured you about veganism. I don't know. I no, never. It wasn't, it wasn't like a lecture, but yeah. No, no, no. Not le- it wasn't a lecture, but you know what I mean. Like I thought he was just one of those people that was that cares a lot about the environment. Did you talk about farming? Maybe in passing. And then only for us to leave, this whole time Vivian had smelled this thing in the air and she was like, whatever this meat is, I want this meat. Yeah. She ended up getting, I think, a Greek um, donor or a Greek um, dish. Yeah. And then it wasn't that meat. And then as we were leaving, it turns out that the delicious smell in the air was a vegan burger. Yeah, that was really embarrassing, to be honest. That was no, that was really that was one of my low moments. I couldn't just yeah, that was pretty bad to be honest with you. Yeah, no, honestly, I didn't make the link. I'm only making the link now. In fact, I'm only making the link now that you said that he's vegan. I'm like, oh, of course, that makes sense. I just didn't I didn't think about it. Oh, it makes sense. That's why you were like, oh Viv, he can't eat this because it's not vegan. Oh, damn it, I'm so dumb. <laughs> honestly, I'm so dumb. <laughs> he was saying that he made his whole family like change the way they like change their energy supplier, all of that. And I was just thinking, wow, this guy is really cool. Like, you know, really cares about the environment and stuff. Of course, he's vegan. Like, everything makes sense. <laughs> I just thought he was one of those people that just really cared about the environment. Do you know how you meet some people and they just really care and they're well researched in the area? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I need to do better. <laughs> I need to do better. Oh my God. He must've thought I was really bad. Cause like, the whole time I was like, oh, I can smell meat. It smells like lamb. I want to eat it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> In fact, he thought that you were lovely and he felt like he too feels like you should be let out on probation from your dating situation. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, about the five year like, jail. Mm. He's like, she's a lovely girl. Who would who would just keep her in jail like that? Tell him I kept I'm keeping myself in handcuffs, okay? The, the, the police have come to try to release it and I said, no, take the keys back. <laughs> <laughs> I have legit just kept myself in handcuffs for the past two and a half years. And I'm just hoping that one day God himself will come down and remove them and say, my child, you can't go now because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But this Nigerian guy really showed me that Viv, there's actually so much better out there for you. Like mm. if somebody is willing to book a whole Uber, like it's not it's not cheap, you know. He lives quite far away from me. Just to make sure that I'm comfortable. That is mad. That is yeah. mad. I feel like the same as you, I've realized what is out there. And I also realized not that my standards were in the bin. Yeah. But that my standards were next to the bin. Basically. Just in the recycling <laughs> bin. Like, there was a bit of hope. 
as in yeah i felt like i found like i just as in like i expected maybe nice i didn't expect like above and beyond yeah yeah so yeah i'm happy no i'm so glad to hear it man and even i could see a little bit of it when you know when i was trying to find somewhere to put my bag and he's like um, you could just put your bag where i'm sitting and i felt so bad to even ask and it's just little things like that those things don't come natural to everybody and mm. like it's really nice to see when someone goes the extra mile to make sure that you're comfortable like even me just being your friend he he was making sure that i was comfortable so i know that he must be doing even more for you kind of thing so no you did you did well girl like I remember even the first time that I went over to his house and when I was leaving, he was like, he got me snacks oh. <laughs> to eat on the train. Oh my God, that is so cute. <laughs> that is yeah. so cute. That is so cute. Oh my God, Leo, next time we go out, please, let's go to a vegan place. I did not know he's vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. It's not even funny. No wonder why he was like, see, you would this whole time you say you wanted to eat meat and it was vegan the whole time oh my god it happens <sighs> see why i just yeah i'm in the ghetto honestly right in the midst of it but apart from our dating life like what else has been going on in the actual world <laughs> well in my life i have finished work the contract um that I was working finished mm. and now I am fun employed yeah. and just living life and honestly okay I don't want to f- have this entire thing be like praising the boyfriend mm. but you know when you say that you want to do some things mm. and then you have someone that holds you accountable to do them yeah and that's that's what he does so for for ages and ages you know the moth podcast mm-hmm talked about oh I really want to do a story slam I really want to do a story slam and even I think in February time I went to a story slam in London but I was too scared to put my hat in the ring Mm. so I think I was mentioning it when I was um with the boyfriend and his sister and I think like literally a week ago not even a week ago a couple days ago he messaged me and he was like oh so did you buy a ticket and I was like and then you know when you see someone's message and then you don't reply to their message until you've done the thing that they ask you about yeah yeah so I bought my ticket and then when I like sent him the screenshots, I bought the ticket. So he was like, okay, so what's your story about? So then I was like, fuck, okay. I actually went and like came up with a story idea, sent it to him. And then he knew that he had, like today he had work at like 2 p.m. So he said to me that I had to basically, not had to, but he was like, okay, so you can run the story to me, like get it ready for like 12.30 and then you can run it by me before work. And then me, obviously, I was procrastinating and only started when he chased me up at, at midday today. Mm. And then I actually wrote it. I had him mute himself on the phone, like read the story to him, got his notes. And then I actually got to perform it today at the Moth Story Slam. Oh, my God, Leah, that's amazing. Is there somewhere I can listen to it? Um, they recorded the whole thing, but I'm not sure what will happen to it. And I was so, so nervous about it. I was like boyfriend lower your expectations whatever they're at now lower them lower them but it went down really well and they said I'm a natural storyteller and I'm charming and he was like yeah you are you're a star and I was just like I remember just thinking there were times when I was like "Ugh, why is he chasing me about this thing but then now I'm like thank you so much for chasing me about this thing because you know when someone is like a team player and they're gonna like push you to do the things that you actually want to do yeah yeah 
Wow. So that's what's happening now. So I've done that one and I'm looking forward to the next story slam for October. And so yeah, things are looking up. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, we all need that. We all need someone because <clears throat> we, we all kind of try to hold each other accountable. But I guess like when you're not, like he's invested in you being happy. That's what it sounds like to me in, in your dreams in whatever you want to do he's like fully invested and it kind of reminds me of ov's episode on how to fail have you listened Mm. i have i have it was actually really really good it was really good where he talks about going to america and being with this family who mrs s yeah with mrs s's family who said that nothing was too big of a dream for for him to achieve if he said that he wanted to fly to the moon she would say okay how are we going to get to the moon and it just reminded me like I've never had that I've never had someone actually think of ways for me to achieve whatever it is that I want to achieve so no that's awesome when you find that in somebody who pushes you to be better because we all have goals dreams even small little things that we want to do we just sort of leave it because you don't have to do it if you don't want to I guess at the end of the day and then it was the fact that he inconvenienced himself. Like he was having lunch and then he was like, okay, in the space between him having lunch and him going out for work, he called me and was like, tell me the story. Mm. Wow. That's awesome. Well, you're going to do it again. Yeah, I am. Oh. I am. But you see what I mean about my standards, not like being in the gutter, but like being next to the bin. Cause I'm just like, that didn't occur to me to ask to even put that on my list of things yeah but the thing is because we've never dated our whole ideals I mean we've talked about this many many times comes from shows and movies and none of them show the nuances of being in a relationship they all just sort of show the big things oh they meet oh they love each other oh they have a big you know big fight and then they get and then they get married it's never like, oh, he helps her do this, or she helps him do that, oh, he says this, or this is what their morning looks like, or, you know, it's never, it's never the nitty gritty of actually being in a relationship, it's always just the big picture, so I think our ideals and our expectations mainly comes from that, because even from the little bit of dating that I did, I realized that I'm not perfect, and for some reason, this whole time, I really thought I was, (laughs) Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I really thought any guy that gets to be with me is the luckiest person in the world because I have no flaws. That is legit what I thought, Leah. It's every guy who gets to be with you is the luckiest man, despite your flaws. I know, but I literally thought like I was a perfect girl, like perfect, like no issues, zero as in I'm the best, I'm so mature, I communicate well, I'm well-read, I'm fun, I'm funny, I can dance, I can cook, I can clean, like, I thought I had all the boxes ticked, right? But then I just never sat down and thought, oh, hold on a minute, but would I actually make a good partner? Like, what goes into making a good partner? Because it's not all those things that goes into making a good partner, it's definitely more than that. I think you would make a good partner if you did for men some of the things that you do for your friends. Yeah, I I, I know. I just refuse to. (laughs) (laughs) 
the problem? <laughs> I just, bro, I can pour into my friends here yeah, everything I have, but a man, uh, but I'm gonna have to, right? I'm gonna have yeah. to in order to get the love that I that I think I deserve. I'm gonna have to put something out there and hope that it comes back to me because um yeah i'm realizing a lot and you know do you know there's this common thread on twitter where people are like oh if he if he loses me he lost the gem um no he didn't like (laughs) just (laughs) wow i just no he didn't i i honestly i really dislike that narrative because it puts you in a victim kind of position when you're not like somebody could just not be for you and that's fine it doesn't it doesn't mean that they've lost a gem it doesn't mean they're not going to find another gem it just means that things didn't work out it doesn't mean you're the most perfect girl in the world it doesn't doesn't mean anything it just means that things didn't work out and that's fine and I think I've taken a lot of I've internalized a lot of that rubbish of oh if, if a guy doesn't get with me then he's lost something special it's like no there's like no it's not that deep it it just didn't work out and that's fine you have actually had some success at work. Like, I remember you feeling a bit lost, but now it seems like things are really paying off for you. Yes. Oh, so yeah, like finally, it feels as if what I'm doing at work is actually making sense. And yeah, I'm just really, really grateful in this time to learn more and to grow and develop because I think for a long time, it just felt as if I was just working and I still didn't really know how my work fit into the big picture of my company. So I think today was just really nice to see that my work is actually like really valuable and important enough to be presented to a panel that means something for my company and for the drug that we're making. So that was really, really, really nice. And I guess it kind of means that I kind of know what I'm doing, but not really because I'm still learning a lot. Yeah, but you know what I realized? This would make one year since I applied for my job and I've only been onto site for like the past three months. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Really, a lot can happen. I was going to say a lot can happen in a year. A lot can happen in a month. A lot can happen in a month. Mm-hmm. A lot can happen in a month. Whenever my friend used to say to me, look, Viv, you could literally find someone, get married, have a baby in a year. I used to think she was mad, but it's so true. Like things can move so fast in life. It's actually so crazy. Your whole life can change in a matter of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Bruh. Your life your life can change in a day. My life changed in a day when I went to Spain. I did not think I would be yeah, back there. So that's true. Bruh, your whole life can change at any point. But yeah, Corona is still real the bitch is not going away and it looks like we might be headed for another lockdown. How do you feel about that? I'm hoping that it's not the case because selfishly (laughs) I have just found my stride. I've been very active this week. I went for a long walk twice. I went to a friend's house to do pole. I I rejoined the gym today and actually went. That's so Um, good. So I'm a bit like, I was really, really looking forward to this time off Mm. and to using it to the fullest. Mm. Obviously, I understand whatever is best to keep people safe, but it would be a shame to lose some of the freedoms of that. And then also, depending on the rules and stuff, will I be able to go to other people's houses? Will I be able to to see the boyfriend? Who knows? Yeah. I, I don't want there to be another lockdown just because I've spoken to 
like for selfish reasons I do because I don't want to travel to work however (laughs) (laughs) no commuting is the worst I feel you Leah yesterday I left work at 5 p.m I entered my house at 8 p.m that's not okay yikes was there delays it's no it's just the trains just don't come and it's really bad because it's a cascade so once I miss one I basically miss all of them and Mm. I just have to reroute my whole journey and wait for another train and yeah so it's just a mess (laughs) like I hate it so much so that's the only reason why I would vote for another lockdown but if I didn't have to commute to work and even then I'm still saying like no because I've spoken to a lot of people and people like were really really suffering during that first lockdown it really did something to their mental health like just not in a positive way at all honestly but I have a friend whose friend works for the ambulance service as a paramedic Mm. and she's saying that at the moment they don't get calls for coronavirus anymore they get calls for mental health emergencies because people are really really going through it I feel like especially now because it's been so long people are really missing the social interactions and it's like things are only things were only really halfway back kind of unless you were going to like illegal raves or or like breaking the rules so there's some people that are really really suffering and the thing that I really don't like is that people get put on antidepressants first before they get assessed before they get any kind of diagnosis and I understand it's because there isn't enough resources to actually process people or, or, or to or to get them to speak to someone but it's just really really sad that there that there are a lot of people at the moment who are just going to be medicated yeah it sucks and then man. sometimes you know some of the su- the side effects for these medications is suicidal thoughts yeah 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 because their their side effects are much sometimes much worse and some of these people may not even be clinically depressed it could just be because of the social situation which for I guess for most people it is because of that so they probably just need somebody to speak to them on a regular basis and they would be fine but obviously once you put them on this medication it props up a whole load of other issues that then you still have to deal with and then they'll probably what they'll probably do is put them on more medication which is just not helping the situation for some people obviously others maybe probably do need to be on medication to help them and stuff so yeah like it's it's done it's done a really really bad thing for those people um and I guess that I've missed socially interacting as well I'm not gonna lie yeah I was kind of on my high horse I was like yeah I could just stay home and stuff but once you start actually seeing your friends again and going out you kind of just you kind of don't want to stop do you know what I mean like I'm at the point Mm. now where I'm strong enough to say okay I'm not gonna go anywhere but if my friend messages me and says oh Viv I'm in London I'm not gonna say no do you know what I mean like it sounds it sounds a bit off I'm not because I have missed my friends so much I've missed just the freedom of being able to plan an outing and go like do you know how mad it is that now we have to think about oh do we need to book before we go? Do we need to do this? How many, like, do we need to wear a mask? Do we need to do this? Do we need to do that? How many people are going? The fact that we have to think about all those little things just makes the social experience a lot more tiresome. And it's just not as freeing as it was before. But even then, I would rather have that than have nothing, which is like the two kind of dilemmas that we have now. 
but yeah. I just feel like everyone is really confused by the rules and like the it's like the rules change every week. Yeah, they do. They do. And then I'm also like from a scientific point of view, I think to myself, is it really worth like not having another lockdown just because the cases are rising so fast? That in conjunction with the flu period, which is like from October to March, that's six months of the flu and coronavirus with no vaccine, no real effective medicine available to treat coronavirus. It just feels a bit like I don't think it's a wise idea to keep it just going the way it is, which some people have suggested. So, yeah. It's a tough decision. And we have Boris Johnson making the decision. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then also people, they're worried about jobs. They're worried about the economy. Yeah. They're worried about us being in like the worst recession for like 300 years. Yeah. But you know what? This reminds me of a Marxist quote where he basically said that we created money. So this whole thing about recession is not even real, to be honest with you. And it's true. I was honestly sitting there thinking, why don't everyone in the world just collectively decide, okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna wipe out money. That experiment didn't work. Um, let's start again. Let's start again. Like honestly, the only reason why there's even still this system is because of capitalism. It's just to keep the rich getting richer. Because why? Why else? Why what who does who does having so much money, so much money really benefit? The rich people doesn't benefit the poor because the poor keep staying poor especially yeah. a situation like this should make us realize that we don't need to put so much value mon- on money the way we do obviously i'm not an economist and they'll probably slap me for saying this but we don't look at how much people are suffering people are homeless because people are like oh you need to come out the house if you can't pay rent if you can't do this like it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and then you have big houses on somewhere in Knightsbridge that rich people from Dubai buy and then nobody lives there. So it's like, there's no middle ground. Yeah. I think this, I think like all of this has really grown people's disdain for the rich. Yeah. Because more people are hungry, more people are like, okay, let's eat the rich. I don't have a problem with somebody working hard and like making their money like, very well but it's just the way our society is set up that it just benefits people getting richer i, I can't explain it like they, they, it seems that we've forgotten that there are people who don't have the same opportunities that maybe we do well not me you in particular but maybe the rich have been able to capitalize on i don't know one thing that i really really related to that i saw on twitter was this girl basically said that her therapist has banned like in her therapy sessions her therapist has banned her from saying we move oh wow okay why did you um identify with that just because there's so many things that happen that go wrong then you're just like okay we move (laughs) well we move recession we move move. (laughs) we don't move let's stay here and solve the problem first okay (laughs) (laughs) let's stay here and solve the problem first ugh but yeah no the world is the world is a fucking place right now uh, yeah and then to hear today that none of the officers were charged with the murder of Breonna Taylor (sighs) 
you know what it is? Like, I saw that and I acknowledged it. And I just, I just had to move on because, you know, you and I, we, we went to, we, we were, I don't know if I want to tell them that we went to the London protest, but I, we went, what can they do? <laughs> we have, I was about to say we have first amendment rights. That's America. <laughs> That's America. I don't know what rights we have in the UK. Know, I, I we'll Google kind of them. The law. <laughs> I think we kind of broke the law, but, um, you know, I really, 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 like, have been following this story for quite a while. And it's just so sad that this lady wasn't even given the small dignity of charging these men that killed her. Because the thing with it as well, like, even if they were charged and they had gone to trial, there's a high likelihood that they would have got off anyway. But the fact that they they charged the wall is they charged them for for putting guns in the wall here, and honestly, I don't I don't I don't even know how to feel anymore. It's extremely exhausting to exist in a world where your humanity just doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I remember I remember thinking I'm very very disappointed, but I'm not particularly surprised no I was expecting this outcome mainly because I watched a documentary called trial by media it's on Netflix and they they dissected the um I think his name was Ahmed I don't remember his name but basically a a killing that happened in America of a young African man who lived in New York and was shot in front of his door 27 times, right? Yikes. And none of those police officers, there were riots, there were rallies. Al Sharpton, yeah, he was he was sort of like the lead in that. It was a very, very emotional trial because he was, you know, an African man. He wasn't even, you know, African-American. He was an African man. And none of them were charged and i don't think i've i've had faith in the system ever since i watched that documentary and it's sad it sucks but it's the it's the it's the sad reality of america and i and it scares me a lot even hearing ovi talk about his experience was like oh shit like this is real yeah and i'm just seeing loads of people highlighting the fact that so many more people have been arrested for protesting than have you know, and been charged for those crimes. Yeah. Than the people who actually needed to be charged. That actually needed to be charged. And it's just so disgusting how they there are people who are peacefully protesting and the way these police officers and these army officers maltreat them just for peaceful protesting. We have freedom of speech in the West. I thought that was why the West was so much better than the rest of the other countries who are, you know, a dictatorship was that we had freedom of speech. And even though freedom of speech, freedom of action, freedom of movement, and even then they are treated like animals. Some of these protesters are treated like animals just for peacefully protesting. And a whole man is is walking into this lady's house illegally killing her and they don't get charged like how can they make that make sense how can they make that make sense i've read that people are saying that they can't 
or not that they can't, but they won't charge them because it would set a precedent and then they would have to look at their whole system. But like the, it wouldn't just like it wouldn't just be like they're not ready to reform anything. That's what it or is. They're not ready to inspect their own actions as a, like an organization as the police. That's and what it is. And because they're not willing to do that, they're not going to budge on this one thing. Because once they budge on this one very very public thing, mm. it's going to call into question so many other of their actions. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? It's it's the fact that they don't want to reform the system. Because the way the law works is that once they do this, you're right, it will set a precedent. Every single trial after this one will use the first one as an example of when they did the right thing. And they just don't want to do that. They want to uphold these toxic values. Because if Breonna Taylor was a white woman, I promise you these these men would have been charged at the time. Not six, seven, eight months down the line. Yeah, they would have been charged at the time. And when you were talking about America not being a dictatorship, I was like, mm, kind of. Didn't Trump say today that he wouldn't peacefully like hand over power or something if he was voted out? Just because he doesn't trust the elections, he doesn't trust that people voting by mail isn't fraudulent or whatnot. No, what I'm saying is that that's what they pride themselves on, isn't it? America's meant to be the land of the free, isn't it? And I'm, what I'm saying is that it's not. It's and not. Trump is, is, is blatantly saying, if if I don't win, I won't just walk away casually. Mm. I will like fight and scrap. And that's what people were protesting outside of the White House. People were booing at him when he went to Ruth Bader Ginsburg's funeral because people did not want him to be there. Yeah, he is the embodiment exactly of everything that she was fighting against, isn't she? Isn't he? No, but that's what I mean. Like, they, we pride ourselves on being so free, but people can't even peacefully protest. So what makes America better than all of these dictatorships then? What? Nothing. 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 They can't even get their bloody coronavirus under control. He, <laughs> listen, I've been, I've been following the New York Times for like the past six months. And all I keep seeing is Donald Trump is um, saying things against the CDC scientists. He is promising things against the CDC scientists. He is pressuring CDC scientists to do this, to do that. I've even read that the production of these vaccines are being timed to be political. It's actually not being done to, to save people's lives. Yeah. How is that different to what Russia are doing? Or even China are at least doing clinical trials for a significant amount of time. And we're all just sitting sitting back watching. And the problem is the power is not even in our hands. Like, yes, the power is in the people's hands, but like for us to actually see change, there has to be a collective voice. And watching that Social Dilemma documentary, there is no collective voice. The collective voice is completely divided. And being influenced by whoever has, like, the most money. The most money. Which is apparently the radicals, because I guess it helps them for us to be crazy and not together, because they can just keep taking advantage of us. This took a really depressing turn. I don't know how we always get here, Leah. <laughs> I, no, I, it, is, it is just the state of the world at the moment. 
Yeah. And it's the fact that we're just watching America because we can't vote. Yeah. So we're just watching them being like, please, some of you do the right thing. Do the right thing. thing. Yeah. Because Joe Biden isn't any better, but anything is better than Trump at this point. Honestly, I saw someone that had a tweet where it said that Trump is shooting someone in the heart. Joe Biden is shooting someone in the leg. And they were like, leg 2020. (laughs) Bro, honestly, it's just just a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is just a mess. But I'm trying to think of uplifting things that has happened during our hiatus. That I've thought, oh, that's really nice. Okay, nothing then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure stuff has happened. I'm sure. Come on, Leah. What's happened? You got a man? That's that's something positive. (laughs) Okay, we're just going to go with that. (laughs) Do you know what? I feel very much like I was got. Oh, do you think yeah what does that mean as in like i was just like blindly walking through the woods like just minding like la di da di da and then someone was like you better come over here with all that goodness (laughs) (laughs) i don't know where that accent came from i'm sorry Okay, let's go on the shade room. Let's see, maybe I can find some positivity to add to this chat. Oh, well, okay. One thing that is really positive is um, when Diversity did their performance on Britain's Got Talent and Ofcom received like 24,000 complaints, Ofcom basically turned around to the complainers and said, mm, there's nothing to complain about here. Yeah. And then just dismissed the complaints. That's good. That is good thing. Yeah. But I'm sorry, like British people are the most oh, I can't even I can't even find the word for it, yeah. But what is what is a dance a dance like making a political statement? How is that something to complain about if you're not racist? Uh, some of pe- the people's arguments was that this is a family entertainment show. Okay. And politics has no place in this family entertainment show. Being racist isn't politics. That's just that is just that is just like normal. Like being racist is not politics. That is a humanity issue. Kids need to learn about these things. That doesn't make sense. You can't be watching your little Brits got talent and not think that, bro, some people are actually dying on the other side of the world. I get it, but it wasn't a gruesome display. Nobody, do you know what I mean? Mm. Unless you were educated enough to even look in between the lines, you would have just saw them dancing. A three-year-old isn't watching it and thinking, oh my God, this is so profound. They're watching it and seeing people jump up and down. Yeah. We're so performative. That's the word. British people are so performative. Everything they do is for just for show. They don't really mean half of the stuff they do. Because if they did, how is it that a whole, just a dance performance get that much of a reaction sometimes people are just annoyed or like unhappy to see other people doing well yeah that might be what it is another good news thing is that zendaya won an emmy and she became like the youngest actress in a leading role 
to win the Emmy at 24 years old for Euphoria. For Euphoria. That was a really beautiful thing to see, actually. And I'm so, so, so happy and proud of her. And I'm happy that she won it for a role that wasn't, you know, young Zendaya, like little Zendaya. It was something completely out of the box. Like, good for her, because that was... It's not an easy role. It didn't look like an easy role to play, you know? It was very different from everything that she's done before. Did you Have you seen Euphoria? I watched Euphoria in, like, two days. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, the whole season. And it's was so good, isn't season. it? It is, it is brilliant. And it, it also, like, it was great and it also scared me. Mm. <clears throat> like, sometimes when I see young people doing crazy things, I'm like, fuck. Because I was such a good child. Like, I never really yeah. rebelled in, in that way. So to see these kids, like, just doing drugs, like, smoking, drinking, having sex, doing fentanyl. I'm just like, yikes. Obviously, I feel like maybe the opioids are much more prevalent in America or whatnot, or like the prescription drugs. But it, yeah, it did scare me a bit to be like, what are young, what are the young people going to be doing when we have kids? Yeah, it did scare me as well. It scared me to also see how you can look so normal at home, but you're literally out doing cocaine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's so easy for them to get their hands on these things like what and you know what it is it bridged that it bridged that connect between our generation because we're not even that far behind but i feel like the generation after us are even still kind of like a little bit out of touch and i feel like it kind of it bridged that a little bit for the people after us like the generation before us us and then the generation after us do you get what i mean kind of like it allowed the older generation to understand kind of what our life kind of looks like being i don't mm. know in our 20s and then it allowed us to see kind of ourselves because i guess people those people that they were portraying were what 18 year olds like 18 19 year olds i guess no they were portraying like 16 year olds 16 yeah like 16 year olds so yeah people people younger than us this is I guess not everybody's living this pro- like promiscuous life, I guess, whatever. But, you know, we got to see kind of an insight because I'm sure these things go on and we just don't know about it. Oh, they must do. They must do. Though they do say that younger people are having less sex than the generations before us did. Mm. I think because our confidence is lower, I think erectile dysfunction because of porn is is a big issue. And I think that people are more scared to communicate in real life. So they're not dating as much as they used to. So that all of those things are making it so that as much as the older generations like to be like, look how crazy this new young generation is. This young generation actually is doing a lot less than they did. Yeah. They were having a, yeah, like we were saying with the boyfriend, <laughs> that they were having a lot of sex back in the day, just very, 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 and unprotected too. So I guess they had to make their mistakes for us to do better. And I guess we're doing better. So we'd hope that the generation after us too won't make the same mistakes that we have. But they will also be making their own mistakes. So that is that. Yeah. But yeah, congratulations to Zendaya. And to the Euphoria team. And to the Euphoria it was a really good Emmys. Yeah, Succession won a lot as well. And it's got me thinking, okay, I can't tell Leah I still haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to watch it. <laughs> so basically I'm telling Leah I still haven't watched it. That's okay. I now need to watch Broadchurch. It's been recommended to me for three weeks now. I need to watch Broadchurch. 
what's it about? I think it's like a murder mystery that was on ITV a couple of years ago. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I, I honestly, I feel so bad. So I've recommended a bunch of things for, for the boyfriend mm. and he's watched them and he's listened to the different podcasts and he like thinks they're great. He recommended three different things to me. He recommended Trevor Noah's Born a Crime, which I have actually listened to. He recommended Michelle Obama's Becoming and he recommended Broadchurch. So I've done the first one, Trevor Noah's um, Born a Crime, which is really, really good on Google Podcasts. Um, Born a Crime and Becoming are actually available for free to listen to as audiobooks. So I can leave a link below um, if anyone wants to give those a listen, because other than that, I think you'd have to go to Audible and pay for those. And yeah, and I've started Becoming by Michelle Obama. Oh, that's and cool. Imagine he's he's recommending Becoming to you. <laughs> I know. I know. I felt bad about that one. I was like, did you read it? And he was like, yeah, didn't you? <laughs> it's meant to be really insp- inspiring and stuff. So let me know how that goes when you finish. I will. I will. But yeah, um, we will be more consistent from now on. Now that we have, are going to incorporate boys and other things. Boys are such a distraction. Oh, please can we talk about it like they're so distracting from life and expensive as hell oh yeah yeah definitely I'm very content to be a homebody and I think that I need to now be like looking at my budget reevaluating. I need to be like okay now all the dates uh, from now on is going to be walking in the park (laughs) and cooking in each other's houses no but we're actually this is going to sound really naff but we're going to be painting plant pots tomorrow oh that's so cute (laughs) because i had you know how i had my baby succulents yeah he wants a couple of my plants i'll be taking those over and i'll be painting some baby plant pots oh my god that is so cute i know very domestic very domestic that sounds like you guys are like married (laughs) that sounds like married people's activities right there But have fun doing that. Have fun just, like, creating your own version of whatever, like, happy means for you, basically. Mm. It doesn't have to be going out. Especially now we can't go out. You have to find your fun somewhere. And you you love your little plants. You're like a plant grandmother. So, mm-hmm. you know, it makes sense that you would want to do that. It does. It does. Yeah. I'm just probably going to carry on working, probably like stay off dating for a while and uh, focus on my life and my job. But yeah, sounds good. good. Plans. Guys, please stick with us. We're sorry we've been gone for a while, but we will try to be more consistent and not let boys ruin our lives. <laughs> <laughs> I have been Vivian. And I have been Leah. And we will see you soon. We will see you soon. Feel free to follow us on our two pens on Twitter and Instagram. That is O-U-R, the number two, P-E-N-C-E. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Bye.